You're listening to Songs Out Loud from St. Louis, Missouri. I'm Aaron Dorr. This podcast is a music deconstruction documentary. It's a detailed look at the writing and recording of a song and the creative process behind it, using isolated instrument and vocal tracks called multi-track stems supplied by the recording studio, along with personal reflections from the artists themselves. Songs Out Loud breaks it down, instrument by instrument, lyric by lyric, and beat by beat. Awesome, bounce back from some real losses. But I never lost it, I still got it. Now I know the dealing what the cost is. It's about progress, it's about hope. It's about bottles, it's about dope. If I'm being honest, it's just how I cope. It's all about the process, gotta take it slow. It's about Loop Rat is a jazz and hip hop collective made up of musicians, producers, and MCs who write and record music in a wide combination of members, almost a dozen total. Their name pays homage to their university city origins, and their style celebrates the diversity they found. For this episode, producer and MC Nate King, aka Nat King Flow, supplied 18 files for their track Still Saucy. It's number 15 out of 16 on a compilation of sorts they put together during the coronavirus lockdown, aptly entitled Locked in the Lab. The album is streaming exclusively on their website while the band releases tracks as video singles. Still Saucin features a verse by MC Armani Abom, who was unable to record for this episode. So this is Nate and fellow producer and instrumentalist Sam Katz as they remember their way back to pre-pandemic times for this collaboration. What's up, y'all? It's uh, Nat King Flo with Loop Rat. Hey, songs out loud. This is Sam Katz here with Loop Rat. We're talking about Still Saucin. It's a track that I uh, helped produce with my good friend and Loop Rat brother, Sam Katz. So yeah, this project Locked in the Lab was sort of like a quarantine-ish um, project. A lot of the songs were in various stages of um, being started or completed um, when the quarantine situation started and we kind of just all went through our hard drives and put a bunch of songs on Google Drive and then I kind of sat with people one at a time and narrowed things down and yeah, so first of all, Loop Rat is such a big group that there's a million ways that we've we've made songs. With Still Saucin in particular, um, myself and Sam were making some music at my house at the time about a year and a half or two ago. In terms of like actually sitting to get down together to write and stuff, um, that maybe happens once, twice, three times a month. I mean, it depends, because there's so many members of Loop Rat and people are always breaking off into little groups to to get those those types of, the at least the initial ideas down. I mean, I think most of the time people do it on their own. So this was kind of a, a rare occasion where we kind of linked up and it definitely wasn't even expected. Like I went over to his house just to like, you know, see what was up and, and work on a little bit of music, but then we started getting into it and it kind of, you know, took a life of its own and all of a sudden it was seven in the morning and we were getting one of his buddies a ride to work. And like I ended up finishing writing my verse like that night, perhaps after me and Sam parted ways. Um, 
I'm never at a standstill. You better get a grip or get a handle. I'll settle for this fifth of Jack Daniels hitting spliffs to lime lit as a candle. I don't always like write a hook and a chorus and like make the beat all in one night, but that is kind of how this song uh, came together for me and Sam. And then it was probably maybe six months or a year until Armani wrote um, his part on it. Yo, I made my mind up. I'm not inclined to negative feelings. Shots lined up. Plus, I got the gas I'm about to wind up. Only to remind you of what it means to have lyrics. So it was just kind of like a, you know, unfinished idea that me and Sam had uh, rolling around on our hard drives. Um, yeah, I think... You know, as a producer, I don't necessarily write everything to be played by the band, um, but I'm more frequently going to be writing songs that I want to make bandable. Um, this being an exception for sure. What makes a song bandable? Um, whether we can play it or not. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think. Uh, you know, when we were pulling like Oscar Peterson clips off of records and they're like, hey, can you guys make this into a band song? And I'm like, no, I, I can't play that on piano. Um, <laughs> can we find a different sample? Um, versus, you know, if we're pulling a clip and it sounds relatively e easy or, you know, a lot of the times if it's a bandable jam, it's something that somebody in the uh, group has come up originally with. So like I said, there's like a million and one ways that Loop Rat has made songs. Um, if we have a hundred songs, they've been made a hundred different ways probably. But um, one way is from almost a fully um, completed beat and the band happened to just like, like the vibe of it. They might be like, hey, what do you all, the producers, think about us taking this, recording it? you know, live practicing it for a couple of weeks and, you know, making some changes maybe to the arrangement, adding a different section if they feel it's necessary. Um, but in terms of like taking production, I mean, we've taken in the past a lot of like Davy Napalm's production um, and we just sit down, he'll, he'll open up a bunch of tracks and be like, which, which of these do you think are bandable? Which ones are the ones that y'all can play? Um, and then we kind of focus on just those ones and those are the ones that become the thing for everybody 16 tracks and i think four maybe five four of them loop rat is like the like titled artist um besides that there's davy napalm armani a-bomb solo songs collaboration songs solo song of mine featuring armani sam and joey have a beat making duo they go by soji fats combination of their names um there's two of those instrumental tracks on there. Joey has a solo song, and there was one like improvised band song on there as well. So, but yeah, we were really just chilling, drinking, smoking, listening to records. We were we were in the basement, um, and yeah, we were working with a, an MPC keyboard. <laughs> I was using uh, Nate's busted up. 20 key MPC or something. And uh, just working in Ableton. Ableton is a music production program that became enormously popular across all genres of music making in the 2010s, in large part due to the updates and releases of their MIDI controller, the Push and Push 2, in 2013 and 2015. 
the actual sample, that like beginning da na 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 sample part, we were just listening to stuff over at Nate's house off of records. There was a lot of like, see if this sounds good, see if that sounds good, playing with different plugins and sounds. and Yeah, it was definitely very organic the way the workflow worked. Like there'd be times when I was two to three hours focused at the computer doing my part and then I'd be like, ah, this is kind of a stopping point for me. And I turned to Nate and he'd be like, cool, I'll go work on the drums. And then I'd be like, that's cool, but let me add in some other layers and all that kind of stuff. Something caught our ear, and I think I I cut up and chopped like the main. Nate did like all the chopping on it, and then was trying was just messing around with it for a while on the MPC. Yeah, that's all new melody. That was like from taking Nate's chops and rearranging them, repitching them. Um, yeah, yeah. This this whole track, yeah. If, and if that's the case, <laughs> then I'll go ahead and tell you it's like an Arthur Blythe sample um he was a saxophone player arthur blythe was a 1970s alto saxophonist known mostly as a standout sideman for the gill evans orchestra lester bowie jack dejanet and mccoy tyner but was recording as a band leader for columbia records from 1978 to 1987 something i do i like to do with producing and why i don't feel like clearing samples is like the most important thing that a producer should be doing um, is I like to really chop them up and really just make them unrecognizable, like to a point where it's like, no matter what kind of algorithm you're using, you're never going to be able to figure out what sample I used. Nate did like all the chopping on it and then was trying, was just messing around with it for a while on the MPC. It's listening to it back. I was trying to think where all it was chopped as well. And I really think I just had two chops on that first section it was like the ba da da ba da da and then the ba da ba da da yeah just finding finding different notes in the line and uh just kind of tweaking the melody a little bit the two sections it wasn't terribly complex the chorus flip was a little fun too. I think that was a little bit more of a rearrangement of how things were played through on the original record. Yeah, I think that's just three chops. The ba ba da, that top one I think was one. And then the bump, bump. So. I remember when we were mixing this like a year or so after the night we made it, we were, we had the bass line soloed out. He was like tripping because the bass line at one part of the turnaround was like a different, in a different key than the chords he was playing and then... We decided to just keep it because it had it had some cool little dissonance. So maybe you can ask him, ask him about those happy little miracles or or <laughs> whatever. It was the setting. I was like working off of his laptop over at a friend's house, and we didn't have real speakers and didn't have headphones even. So I was just like listening off these tinny, you know, MacBook speakers. So I wasn't hearing all like the bass. I wasn't hearing the chord progression. It's, it's just the melody of that saxophone line. 
we we tend to leave most of the or at least on this song we we took out the main frequencies of drums uh from that main sample but then we also happened to use part of that sample in the drums so it was kind of like separating it out into two drums two two tracks one with like most of the high frequencies and most one with like the lows planning on cutting out most of the rest of the um, frequencies and just kind of leaving that sax line. But after I heard it back, I was like, honestly, it's a different kind of jungle vibe, jungle beat vibe, but like, it works. <laughs> yeah, that, that whoop sound would be a sample from, from, the, from the track, from the Arthur Blythe sample. Yeah, uh, I would say the chord progression on this one is definitely not something that I remember. Um, I think it was probably the Lounge Lizard plugin. The Lounge Lizard is a piano and keyboard modeler controlled using a MIDI keyboard. It's available as an add-on or plugin for use with programs like Ableton. And I will say that the MPC that we were using was pitched like here he's talking about the relationship between the midi keyboard and the software it was connected to pitched like incorrectly <laughs> it was not mapped to the normal one um but i remember just kind of like messing around with chords that were in one key i think i was playing in like b major um although it would be make b major mapped to whatever was the keyboard was mapped to because it was just an NPC with like whatever 20 keys. That 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 first long chord I remember playing as like an E flat minor, but it was definitely probably over a different bass note too. Um, because yeah, I, I just tended to do everything by ear at this point. <laughs> I wasn't necessarily thinking about like a progression of chords. That first section is definitely very vampy. Um, modal in in E flat minor E B major E sound and then that it switches up for the for the chorus section so I was kind of kicked back after that initial point of kind of chopping up the samples and then I was kind of just sitting over Sam's shoulder while he was working on it but like we took a break, went around the corner and like smoked with a friend of mine and we're playing him the beat like at his house while we were smoking. I can't remember if I wrote the chorus or the verse first. I want to say I wrote the chorus for this verse, which isn't always how my writing process um, goes. About progress, it's about hope. It's about bottles, it's about dope. If I'm being honest, it's a side coat. It's all about the process, gotta take it slow. It's about progress, it's about hope. It's about bottles, it's about dope. If I'm being honest, it's a side coat. It's all about the process, gotta take it slow. I think I might have recorded the chorus first and then Armani layered over it. Always fun writing, writing a little chorus, trying to make it catchy somehow. Um, I ended up finishing writing my verse like 
that night, perhaps after me and Sam parted ways, um, writing it in my phone notes. Um, that was probably what I was doing. Yeah, I have a bunch of notes on my phone, even if it's just like something that's like a little wordplay or something. And I'm like writing a song, something like that. I'll be like, oh, let me scroll through. I think I said something, you know, with a word that rhymes with this and is, is you know, the same same topic or whatever. And then I'll be able to plug that in as I'm going through my, my process. But um, yeah, but I remember I finished everything lyrically on my end that that first night basically an all-nighter i'm never at a standstill you better get a grip or get a handle i'll settle for this fifth of jack daniels hitting splits to lime lit as a candle plans canceled dropped out and tuned in again don't change the channel never too late to get the groove straight there's a chance still this morning going through the steps it's a dance still don't need no damn pill to get it popping this needle on the record got your head nodding yeah it's just about like ma- maintaining staying staying at it um and you know, through ups and downs, adversity, lack of motivation, or what have you, um, just sticking at it. Still saucing, as the title says. Right on. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity. Bandable. <laughs> this is the complete finished recording of Still Saucin' by Loop Rat. Never at a standstill, you better get a grip or get a handle. I'll settle for this fifth of Jack Daniels, hitting splits to lime lit as a candle. Plans canceled, dropped out, and tuned in again. Don't change the channel, never too late to get the groove straight. There's a chance, still this morning, going through the steps. It's a dance still, don't need no damn pill to get it popping. This needle on the record got your head nodding. I don't believe in the next best option. If I settle for less, my best comes less often. I ain't keeping score, but I sure got a couple goals and points to check off them. Check the recipe. I'm still saucing. Best believe I feel awesome. Bounce back from some real losses. But I never lost it. I still got it. Now I know the dealing what the cost is. It's about progress. It's about hope. It's about bottles. It's about dope. If I'm being honest, it's a psycho. It's all about the process. Gotta take it slow. It's about progress. It's about hope. It's about bottles. It's about dope. If I'm being honest, it's a psycho. It's all about the process. Gotta take it slow. Yo, I made my mind up. I'm not inclined to negative feelings. Shots lined up. Plus, I got the gas. I'm about to wind up. Only to remind you of what it means to have lyrics. Hype and cloud is cold for high school teen spirit. If MCs just rhyme words, Dr. Seuss sold a billion records already. Niggas been reckless already. We already do the negligence and violence for bullets flying in and at a rapid rate. Classmates expiring. The shit I'm trying to change through ill bars that are inspiring. Hack the system and erase those designing it. They running out of time. Cause the rhymes got the people minds made up. They want something with substance. Fuck the fake stuff and catch you. Just rap. Simple lines, something that I won't do is sympathize. Only thing left for me to do is criticize the minimize, ensuring they all euthanize. It's about progress, it's about hope, it's about bottles, it's about dope. If I'm being honest, it's a psycho. It's all about the process, gotta take it slow. It's about progress, it's about hope, it's about bottles, it's about dope. If I'm being honest, it's a psycho. It's all about the process, gotta take it slow. Songs Out Loud is produced, engineered, and mixed by me, Aaron Dorr. 
but I got the idea to do this from my favorite music podcast, Song Exploder, over at Radiotopia through PRX, hosted by Rishikesh Hirway, and you should definitely be subscribed there, too. The artists you hear on Songs Out Loud agree. Your digital music and merchandise purchases from their websites or places like Bandcamp are among the most direct ways you can support them. And of course, they'd love to see you at a show sometime. And I would love to have you back here next time when we do a Beth Bambara tune. This has been a Songs Out Loud production. What were your main influences, and is this a reflection of your main influences? Like, if I'm hearing um, such and such person, um, would that be on purpose, or I don't know. Well, hmm, before I, can we play a game? Who who, who <laughs> yeah. does this remind you of, if, if anything, like if you were to try and... Yes, interesting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Because it won't change my answers. I, I yeah, I have a, a short list of... MCs, I've spent a considerable amount of time. This seems but like I say I'd be influenced more by. straightforward than like how um, someone complicated or someone yeah like really complicated like Eminem would rap. So mm-hmm. maybe this has like a more like West Coast vibe to it, or like a classic like Dr. Dre vibe where things are pretty straightforward as far as like syncopations go. Is that yeah, I feel my... that I really fuck with a lot of West Coast rappers um, mm-hmm. like. Living Legends crew with Murray's in them. Um, I really like Blue and Exile and Eminem. Um, Exile's project with Aloe Black. I've spent a lot of time listening to that. Um, there's there's a whole lot, but those are yeah, like sure. probably Nas, Nas and Slug were my two favorite rappers. Like when I was really like deciding I wanted to to rap, so those were the inspirations there. Uh-huh. You mentioned Eminem. It's funny, I don't really ever think that I make music like Eminem, but he's definitely a huge influence, I think, most rappers. Oh, yeah. Um, at least. Uh, Beast. Who do things um, on the on the lyric-focused uh, side will tell you they, they had spent plenty of time studying and listening to Eminem from a technical standpoint. So, 